Are you ready to take action to attain the lifestyle of your dreams? It's a great way to make a lot of money fast, fast, fast. Hey, welcome back to the Clever Investor Show. I'm your lucky host, Cody Sperber, the OG Clever Investor. And yes, I am bald. If you're watching this on YouTube, which you should go check it out, I am officially bald because uh, I just got back from Turkey getting a hair transplant. Uh, and uh, kind of uh, at randomly, I kind of look like you now. My special guest who happens to be uh, one of the best entrepreneurs in the game. He's a speaker. He's a best-selling author. He's one of the number one network marketers in the entire world. We got the amazing Alex Morton in the let's house. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, dude. Matching hairstyle. Yes, I was going to say, I, if you look at it, you, you're you by design got the great, uh -huh. you know, hair hairline. I had to go buy mine. Hey, it looks good though. It's growing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm still in pain. It sucks. Like, how do you like turkey though? I love turkey. Okay. I love turkey. I love, I, I like seeing all types of different cultures. Like, I, I was very impressed with just how well they treated, yeah. you know, you know, people that are coming there. They really, um, uh, make, they, make, they make a lot uh -huh. of money off of that industry. And so they treat, you know, people coming there to see everything. And it's cool because it's a mix between old and new. Uh, I didn't expect, I didn't know what to expect. You're, you could literally be walking down the street and there's a, a lady in full Muslim garb yes. with just the yes. eyes coming out, which by the way, beautiful. They, they, they make their eyes so beautiful because uh -huh. that's the only thing that's showing, you know? Um, and then walking next to a young couple that looks like you would see them in downtown Scottsdale yeah. getting ready to rage. It's uh, an amazing, it's like a melting pot of so much culture, great food. I felt very awesome. safe there. And, and it was really cool because I saw a lot of sites that have so much history yeah. that go, I mean, it used to be called Constantinople mm -hmm. and uh, it's changed hands and went from Greek Orthodox to, you know, a Muslim country yeah. and just to see all those mosques and stuff, the most beautiful craftsmanship I've ever seen. Oh, dude. Um, and they are world-renowned, known for um, traveling to do like hair transplants or traveling to do procedures and stuff like that. Uh, I guess that would be like medical tourism. Yeah, medical beauty, yeah, all that. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, they're the best of the best. And I went there not to save money. Everybody was like, why'd you go all the way to Turkey? You just trying to save money? It's like, well, no, they are the best of the best. Uh -huh. Uh, I went there because I wanted to take my dad on a world-class trip. Never, He's never been to Turkey. No, neither one yeah. of us has ever been yeah. to Turkey. My mom passed away last year. And, you know, it's like I've made a commitment to myself to bring my dad with me everywhere I go. So That's I brought awesome. him to Miami. We're partying on yachts in Miami That's and awesome. having a good time. And then I was like, hey, how you feeling? You feeling crazy? Why? Next week you want to go to Turkey with me? I'll pay for everything. He's just, like, hell yeah. Yeah, he was like, well, my dad's weird. He's always like, no, no, no. Okay, okay, <laughs> let's go. Is it first class? Yes, dad, it's first class. Okay, I'll go, I'll go. Uh, and uh, it's been great to just get him out of the house. And But the procedure itself, I, I'm not gonna lie, sucked, sucked. Head on fire. Yeah, they uh, pulled 2,800 hairs from the back of my head. They call it the donor area. That's phase one, ripping all your hair out. Actually, phase one is numbing you up. And it was funny because there's so much medical tourism going on there that when you're at the hotel they put you up at, which by the way, it was $5,000 for the entire procedure mm. that included travel from the airport, um, like in a luxury care of it, like in a luxury car uh -huh. to the hotel and all your hotel accommodations all wrapped up into one super affordable. It didn't help that I spent $28,000 on two first class tickets. And uh, then when I got there, I, I went shopping in Turkey and spent another 20 G's. So it wasn't about <laughs> saving, saving money. But when you're there, you see all these other people that have like, they're now done with the surgery and their heads are all bandaged up and there's blood everywhere. And you're like, how was it? And they're like, I'm just going to let you know right now, like the needles that they stick you with when you first uh, are getting numb, it's grown man pain. Mm. This giant black guy was like, I'm a boxer out of New Jersey. Like, I'm a badass mofo. That shit hurt. I was like wincing. And That's I had, how I felt with my teeth, dude. When I got, when I got like veneers. Oh, yeah. Dude, the numbing was just, I was gripping I, the, the I damn think handles. that hurt more than this. Okay. I, I really believe that. When I've had dental work, my mouth hurt more. I break, when you hear somebody said it's grown man pain and mm -hmm. he's a big black guy, you're like, ooh, I'm in trouble. Like this is, I'm not, I'm, I'm a wimp. Like I am not built for pain. Uh, and so I was really nervous about that part of it. It wasn't that bad. I thought it was going to be horrendous. Honestly, they put about 20 little 30 shots in the back of your head with like little, little, you know, and you feel it. Trust uh -huh. me, it sucks. Like you're gripping like a squishy ball. 
but they come over and these women distract you and they're talking to you while they're doing it. Once you're numb, you don't feel anything for the rest of the procedure. So the worst part is to start. Yeah. And, uh, and then what's weird is they inject your head with liquid to expand your skin. Like this isotonic water or something. And that way they can pull the individual things. And for me, I, I just had a little hair receding. And so they pulled out 2,800 hair follicles. So that's phase one. And then phase two is they poke 2,800 holes in your head. And then phase three is to put out all the holes in your head. So the whole procedure took a little over seven and a half hours. Uh, and that was the other hard part is sitting still. I know. But you listened to a whole book. I did. I listened to the Elon Musk okay. book. It was a good book, by the way. Highly recommend it. And uh, so enough about me. I just, you know, you're here in town. I asked you, hey, dude, stop by. Yeah. I have an event going on. I'm going to throw you up on stage and you're going to do your thing. You're one of the best presenters I've ever seen, dude. I appreciate that. You've Thank been you. doing this for a long time. My first time ever speaking in front of people was uh, 10 people in a dorm room at Arizona State, 2011. And I was so scared. I drank two Bud Lights, true story, before I spoke because I was that scared to open up my mouth in front of people. And you were in college at the time. Yeah. And you got plugged into a local homegrown network marketing yes. business around an energy drink that turned out to be a massive business. I mean, the thing- Yeah, we had, had 96,000 people in our team at the peak. Damn. Yeah. Damn, Verge, Verve. Verve, yeah, Verve. right here in Phoenix, Verve. Man. Official drink of the Phoenix Suns. The owner lives down the street. Yeah, it was huge. Oh, there yeah. For a minute, it was massive. Spectacular implosion, I think, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, at the at the end, well, I don't- Yeah, what happened to that? It was it was false, falsely called a pyramid scheme. And at the end of the entire process, it was actually deemed not a pyramid scheme. So they but ruined the damage, your, they the ruined damage your is already business. done. Oh yeah, yeah, our CEO, who we still talk to this day, I mean, he got completely just screwed Railroaded. over, man. I hate I that. I mean, terrible, terrible, really bad. There should be consequences to that. There the should guy, be. They're like, if we're going to, you know, come in and, and hijack somebody's business like that and implode it, there should be a payout for yeah. him. I, I mean, over 200 million a year in just one day, I remember somebody called me. I was in Canada doing meetings and they said, hey, like, the SWAT, like SWAT team or cops raided Ugh. home office. I'm like, what? You're like, like yeah, it's, 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 it's gone. How can you be a, it's a done. pyramid scheme on a drink? Like, how would that even yeah, like- because the thing is, like pyramid schemes are illegal business models where yeah. money transfers from pocket to pocket to pocket with no exchange of any, Good any value. People were spending money. They were getting a great product. It was cheaper than Red Bull <laughs> and it was healthier than Red Bull. Yeah. Right? It's just insane. I really think the world doesn't want people to be financially independent and free. So anyway, they can just fucking so some stop some it haters stop it. made complaints and it got somehow. Yeah, worked we weren't doing everything food. perfect, you know. When you give 20, 18 year old, nineteen year old, twenty two year old kids thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred grand a month, things can happen. Uh, we were attacking colleges pretty hard. I was in school, but I was really preaching like, hey, if you're in school to become a millionaire, your your professor makes you know forty six thousand dollars a year. It doesn't really add up which is mm -hmm. the truth, right? Yeah. But they didn't like that too much. So at the end of the day, um, we all learned a lot. Some of us made a lot. But what's the coolest thing, we're talking about that guy, Eddie. So many great people started in that company and now they are crushing it. Real estate, solar, mm. Cody Bart. I mean, I could sit here and name probably 50 young guys who all started there, didn't even make a ton of money. And now they're owning roofing, solar, insurance, network market, crushing it because they got the right mindset, they applied that to whatever else they went into and boom, crushing it. Well, it's like the best free mentorship program in the game. People hate on network marketing businesses they and they say, oh, it's a pyramid scheme. And I'm sure there are some bad uh -huh. actors out there. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense when you have a physical product like a, like a really popular energy drink that's literally the drink of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Like how, how they pulled that all together and called it a pyramid scheme. But, um, God, you learn sales, persuasion, influence. You get consistency. You get that discipline. Yep. You learn how to present in front of other people. Uh, you know, you learn a lot about just enrolling and being a leader right. and recruiting and training. And, all of it. Damn. And you apply all of that into anything. Like if you if you get the fundamental basics of network marketing, direct sales, and you look at that business model and you put it up against any life insurance deal, even Keller Williams Real Estate, it's a compensation plan. If I bring you in as a real estate mm -hmm. agent and you go sell a million dollar home, I get a little bit of that. 
Yeah. So every, I feel like a lot of industries for the most part have adopted this affiliate based compensation plan to drive human yeah, it's, behavior. It's way more normal nowadays. And I think just some of the stigma may might be around, but most people see through it now. Yeah. I think a lot of people really get it. And you're, 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 you've been in this game for since 2011. Yeah. I mean, I was 21. I'm, I'm 34 next weekend. I mean, it's Dang. crazy. Yeah. Happy, uh, early birthday. Thank you. Dude, uh, 30s are such a great age. I feel great. Yeah. I got energy. Yeah. Like, I feel just, I, I I feel, I think I feel better today at 33 than I maybe did at, for definitely than 25, 26. I was overweight. I wasn't properly taking the right supplements. I wasn't working out as well. I didn't, mm. I didn't really sit in a sauna all the time. And now I feel like I can run off of like a couple hours of sleep and just go fucking crush it. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, I, just knowing you and watching you, uh, your habits are phenomenal right now. And so you're going to, you're going to feel even better when you're 43, yeah. 44. That's the target. It's weird. I, I would have swore, you know, in your twenties, you can kind of fuck off and your body just naturally can compensate. Yep. You can bounce back pretty quickly in your thirties. It slows down where you're not bouncing back nearly as fast. So you got to do, you have, you don't got to do, you have to do yeah. the, you know, pay more attention to what you're putting in your body and Absolutely. how much sleep you're getting and all that stuff. So in your forties, you really have to, or you can derail really bad. But because guys like us are on the right regiment, I can't believe that I feel better today than I ever have any time before in the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, the modern, I mean, all of this, you know, Gary Breck is a super close friend and all of this anti-aging and IV. Like last the night, last night, dude, I got an IV. Myers cocktail, glutathione, NAD. And it like cleans every cell in your body. Yeah. Ready to run through a wall. I mean, it's it's real. Like we can, I really feel like with science and modern technology, there's no reason why me and you can't go to 120. Why not? It feels that way. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been biohacking now for a month and a half. Okay. And uh, definitely feel a difference. NAD is dope. Yeah. Love NAD. Like you feel good. Um, but uh, I will say it is a commitment. It's a it major is. commitment. This morning, I took four shots. Wow. To my, I had to give myself four shots. Every day, there's at least one. Every day. But sometimes there's like four or five. Mm -hmm. If you're scared of needles, it's it's a commitment. I used to be scared of needles. You get over but it. But then I'm like, dude, because when you look at like the, the science behind it, because I always say, well, can I take it in a pill form? And they're like, well, you could, but by the time it gets actually into your system... Most of it's already, you know, evaporated or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You inject yourself, it goes right in. This is why when we formed OSNAP, we focused on liquid yeah. nutrition. It's, it's more digestible. Yep. You get more of the, the benefit. Um, okay, so look, dude, you, you started in 2011. Now you're speaking on all these stages. You got best-selling books. You've been doing all this cool stuff. Um, the business you're in right now is a network marketing business. It is. You, Financial have you made, since, yep. since you started, like kind of, what was your financial progress? Like, in like, are you an outlier? Are you one of the weird ones that just so happens, like just absolutely murdered it? Like, are you making millions? I mean, I probably- Like, what, what are I, we talking? I, I, yeah, at the peak, yeah, for sure. Um, I probably went faster than most people, but my first 12 months, I was working five plus hours a day, 16 credit hours at Arizona State University. And I was working the business like a full-time career and I sucked. Mm. Everybody told me no. I had professors in different courses say, well, if you don't want to study for Friday's exam, just go see Morton in the back, you know, and get, get rich quick. I mean, these are real in front of like 400 kids. I mean, so I was getting attacked at every, every angle, every degree. In my first year, I made $13,000. $13, so I would have made more money working at, you know, Taco Bell or McDonald's, but I didn't, I didn't give up. My second year was my first six figures year because I was coachable and teachable. And I think a lot of people, regardless of the profession, it could be real estate. They, people think like, oh, I can do it my own way. Like I can do it better than Cody. I can do it better than Alex. I don't need these guys to show me anything. They fall on their face. And then 90 days later, six months later, oh, it's a scam. Wholesaling doesn't work. Flipping's bullshit. MLM's a pyramid scheme. So my progression was first year was terrible. Second year, you know, made over a hundred grand. And then uh, before my 25th birthday, I became the youngest and fastest ever to make a million bucks in my first company. Damn. And then from there, just went went crazy. And how long after you finally got to like some scale, then that fell apart? Well, my first, so I tell everybody, it's like I went from rock bottom to rock star back to uh, rock bottom. Because when this company went out of business, number one, I was getting a lot of the blame. 
Um, Because I was like the quote unquote face of the deal. Like I was the young kid that was speaking everywhere. And you were the loudest. Yeah. Because once I figured I like once I realized I could get in front of 40 people and 30 of them are going to sign up on $500 packs. That's all I did. Like I would go living room to living room, city to city, state to state. And then it turned into countries all over the world. Um, Just enrolling and rolling and rolling. Did you keep going? Did you finish college? I did. Ah. My mom said, I don't care how much money you're making. uh, I'm going to take you, you know, out of the will. <laughs> you, you. I only want one thing you. is for you to finish. Yeah, so I, I finished for her. Yeah, you know, I, I have mixed emotions on college, obviously. Yeah, you know, in twenty twenty three, but um, it'd be hard to finish if you're making a milli. Yeah, well, I wasn't making. I made a even if you're making a hundred thousand. Yeah, well, I actually graduated thing. ASU making about six to seven thousand a month because I got in and I got in junior year. Okay, so senior year. If I would have found this thing though, freshman year, and I would have made six seven hundred grand as a junior. I don't know if I would have stayed. Maybe. Yeah. Sorry, mom. It would have been tough. Yeah. Okay. So now you're traveling the world. You have probably no clue what you're doing, but you're just riding this bullet train. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you're yeah, so yeah. young. Oh, you're yeah. like, they're just like, we're shipping you off to where? Like where, where, where? where? I mean, I was in um, the first like international, I guess, events were like London and a lot of the Western Europe stuff, Mexico. It was a physical product. So we weren't open everywhere. But the last seven years, it's been a digital product. So we can enroll people literally um, from, you know, from Qatar to Nigeria to Honduras on Bitcoin. So this company's actually brought me to over 76 countries. Oh, wow. That's why you're traveling so much and you're speaking on so many stages. Yeah, Egypt. I mean, everywhere. Yeah. 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 Because it's, it's, listen, because of social media, and this is what really like set it off for me, because I realized, I'm like, okay, if I make a selfie video on Facebook, that's what I used to do back in the day, right? I can make a selfie video on Facebook talking about my business and who I am, where I'm going. And somebody in Cairo, somebody in Qatar, somebody in London, England can all see the same video, mm-hmm. message me, get started. And now we're now I got business all over the world. And I'm sitting in Scottsdale, Arizona, you know, in my underwear, right? Doing freaking, uh, back then it was Uvu, Skype, and now it's obviously Zoom. But when you have a business model that you don't need a license for, right? And anybody can get involved in it. And the truth is, if people bring desire, like I always tell people, if you bring the desire, I can give you the direction. I think the two reasons people fail is number one, they quit. Or number two, they just do nothing. They don't show up. They don't get on the calls. They don't, they don't go prospect people every single day. Like they don't, they don't rehearse how to open, present, and close in a presentation. It's like people think, oh, I'm going to just win the lottery. But it's like, do you think Messi, Neymar, and Ronaldo just became the highest paid, you know, soccer football players in the world? No, dude, they practiced, they worked their ass off, and they got really good. Mm. Just like anything in life, if you put in the time and the effort and consistency, you can go win. So right now, I'm new, right? I'm a new network marker. I, I, I hear you showing the life. You're traveling all over. I'm watching you. It's at, By the way, it's at Alex Morton Mindset. Um, I, I'm following you and I'm like, dude, I don't have a lot going on. My job is like, whatever. I want to get involved in this. How are you going to coach me in the beginning? Like, what, what are we yeah. doing to, yeah. to get me to my first, I don't know, thousand buck pay, yeah. payday so at least I get a win? Well, first I would, I would ask you, you know, why? I think it's very important to always understand why you, like the person, like the team member, the leader is doing the business. Because what I've found out to be true is that not everybody wants to become a multimillionaire. In my first company, I thought everybody wanted to become a multimillionaire. So I spoke to everybody the exact same way. And what happens is you drive half of the room out of the door because they're thinking, man, if I could just get to 500 bucks a month, my life will change. And this guy's talking about a hundred grand a month. I can't even like comprehend this. So, you know, learning through trial and error. Now, when I onboard a new person, I say, Hey man, give me three reasons why you're doing this business. Okay. And then, and then number two, six months from today, what's the result you would like to see that's going to bring you like fulfillment, happiness, and joy. And then based on that answer, then we get into it. So if you're like, Hey man, I want to build the business and make it happen in a big in a big way right i'm going to have you make a list of you know contacts you know who do you, who do you know that wants to make more money hates their job wants to take more vacation with their family wants to upgrade their car wants a bigger house like who do you know that needs extra money which is everybody and then from that point because of our current products and services i think everybody should learn 
how to make money on that device. On, right on your phone? Uh-huh. From online? Yep. Why, so, do you, why, why do you feel that way? Well, I just think, I just think the system's completely broken. Um, I think the whole idea of working 40 hours a week for 40 years of your life and then try to retire on 40% of your income is just the biggest scam ever told. You know, I watched my dad's dad work until he was in his mid to late seventies. And I said, you know, I'm not going to do that, but not only am I not going to do that, I'm going to figure out how to become free, young, and then teach other people. And I really believe that network marketing, this business model is one of the very best ways to do it. So I get, you get in, we, we figure out why you're doing the business, your, you know, your immediate and long-term goals, your contact list. And then I'm telling you, Hey, you know, when can you get five to 10 people, you know, to your home, physically living room, apartment, condo, I'm still old school with that. Okay. And then if somebody's international or I can't drive to them right away, we're going to crush it on zooms. Okay. So I make my list. And by the way, what I hear you saying is you love our public school system and you're a Democrat. Got it. <laughs> um, you love to give money to taxes. Uh, um, okay. So uh, let's say, uh, okay, cool. Boss, you got it. I'm, I made my list. I got, okay. you know, 25 potential prospects. Half of them I'm kind of unsure of, but you know, there's might be some, something in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then I'm going to teach you how to invite people the right way. So with our current it was different with energy drinks because it was like, hey, who do you know that drinks Rebel Rockstar Monster, Fibro Energy, Gatorade, Powerade, and Starbucks? But the last six, seven years has been, hey, Cody, on all the money that's flowed through your bank account in the last five years, how much money have you made on that money? And the answer is normally, uh, what are you no, talking yeah, about? Yeah, none. Nothing. Awesome. If I could show you a way to just multiply your existing income, would you take a look at something? Of course. Yes. Right? And then we get them on a Zoom. Not we, just yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> yeah, right? It's then a good, we get on, good you, hook. Then, then you get on the, the call and you get the whole presentation. And at the end of it, one of my biggest things that I teach people is I really feel like people in sales, they can present, they can invite, they can do the script and all that. It's closing. Okay. It's closing. Tell me more so about that. So my simplest thing that's helped close collectively over 2 billion in sales. Damn. And, yeah. I wish I had a button. 2 Damn. billion. Dropping the bomb, yep. right? Is at the end of the presentation, at the end of the Zoom, hey, Cody, what did you like best about everything you just saw? Whatever you say, I agree with you. And then I say these simple words. Let's go ahead and get you started. That's it. That's just, it. I want to make more money. Awesome, man. I agree. When I first saw it, that's what I said. Let's go ahead and get you started. You sound like my dad training me on how to get laid for the first time. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get you started. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get you started here today. Go ahead and, go ahead and enroll funny. in this program. But it's simple, man. Like, and I don't, I don't throw shade or heat at any other sales people, this and that, but it's like these guys that it's like, they get so in depth and so complicated. And it's like the average person's attention span is a TikTok brain. Mm. They can't sit there and learn 50 ways of NLP and this. It's like, keep it simple. Like we say, keep it simple, stupid, especially in network marketing. Right? Most people didn't go to school. They don't, they don't, personal development is a foreign idea to them. And you're going to sit there and try to cram all of this education into their head in, in a 30 minute training. They're going to leave there confused. So keep it simple. That's it. Hey, man, let's go ahead and get you started. If you object, I always say, agree with the objection. You know what, Cody, you're right. Whatever you say, you know what, you're right. I always say, I feel you. I felt the same way. This is what I found out. People can say it's old school. It's this and that. It works. The old feel, it works. felt, sound approach. But, that's, but it's simple. Yeah. You know, some 19-year-old kid in Tempe, Arizona, he can or he and she can understand feel, felt, found. They can't understand the diagnostic of the subconscious mind with the NLP trickery. It's like, yeah, it's too complicated, man. I love that. So our whole thing is just mastering the mundane, just repeating these conversations uh -huh. over and over. And getting little wins, stacking little wins. The more people you talk to, the more money you're going to make. The same goes for people that are knocking doors for pest control, yep. solar, insurance. I was about to say that. This is so familiar. I mean, this is the success formula for people just getting started. And I love how you kind of like tailor the approach. It's I find myself doing that. You know, sometimes it's hard to reconnect with like new new Cody when I'm country club Cody. Right. You know, I, right. I have country club Cody brain. Right. You know, this is my world I operate in. I drive you know, nice mm -hmm. cars. I forget what it's like to be like stressed out all the time, yeah. constantly uh, being made fun of and all that stuff. And so you got to kind of go back in time and like reconnect to simple, 
Cody who is overwhelmed all the time and stressed out over the time. You got to talk to that person, right. reconnect with that person. And then some of the people that made their 100, 200, 500 grand or even a million dollars and they kind of hit this plateau or challenging moment in their career, I always say, what did you do to make the first 100 grand? Go do that again. Yeah. Even at my position in my career and the earnings and the 700 people we've helped make six, seven, eight figure incomes, all these different things, I'm still in phase one. Phase one is pers who are you talking to today and prospecting today about your products, your services, and your business model? I was in Dubai last weekend for 72 hours. We had 23 high-level leaders there from all over these Asian countries. I'm sitting there doing a presentation 12 years later after earning tens of millions of dollars because I know that's what works. So many people make a little bit of money. They get their Lamborghini, Rolls Royce. They get their thing in Miami, their condo in Miami. And all of a sudden, they forget the things they did to get that success in the first place. That's why so many people, and I love this quote, everybody can make six figures. How long are you going to continue to make the six and seven figures? How many, how many years? Yeah. That's the truth. I'm sure in real estate, there's a lot of one-hit wonders. The people pop up, they get famous on Instagram, they do a couple deals. And then you're like, wait a second, dude, two years ago, you were doing all this. What's going on now? People just, mm -hmm. they stop, they forget, they get, they get an ego. I don't know what it is, but I think it's difficult for people to maintain the success. That's why I have so much respect for people like Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins, my, my late mentor, Bob Proctor. They did it for 20, 30, 40, Bob, 60 years. Those are the people I respect at yeah. a high level. So many of our listeners reach out and they ask us how they can get involved in my actual real estate deals. Our investment firm specializes in finding deeply discounted properties, acquiring them, renovating, stabilizing both single family and multifamily properties all over the United States. That's why we're so excited to share with you clevercapitalfund.com. Now, if you have some investment capital and you want to deploy it and receive double digit returns back by real estate, then visit our website and see which fund is right for you. We have both equity funds and we have debt funds where you just get paid out every month like clockwork. All you got to do is visit www.clevercapitalfund.com today to learn more. Well, success, the, here's what I've discovered, is the more successful you become, the less you're typically willing to take on big risk. And that's where the mediocrity starts to creep in. It's like you, 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 you don't want to lose. And right. it's this fear of loss. It's this fear of like, ooh, we're doing well. Let's not do that. And you have to continue to make those big risk moves. Right. And in in the beginning, you're willing to risk it all. You're willing to work the hardest. You're willing to sacrifice everything. You're willing to put in that those reps and yeah. do that work. And then you get a little lazy and you, you start getting that country club thing going and you're willing to not, or you're not willing to take risks. And it's like the death spiral. And, and then some young hungry guy or girl is sitting there looking up going, I'm going to eat your motherfucking lunch. Dude, all day. Yeah. Because that's, that's what I was saying when I got in, when I got in this industry, there were no young people making money. There was like one guy and his dad like was like the number one earner in a company. He was making a little bit of money, but there weren't, there's what, there wasn't this young movement going on. So when I was getting this training of like, oh, in your first 24 months, you can get to, you know, 8K a month. I immediately said, well, what if I collapse time? Like if you tell me to talk to one person a day, I'm going to talk to 10. So whatever you did in 10 years, I'm going to do it in freaking two or three. And that's what happened. So people can learn from mentors, gurus, whatever you want to say. But if you want to go faster than even the mentor or guru, just collapse the time. Like if I say talk to five people a day, you could, you, you could talk to 50 people a day. Like if, there, if there was a gun to your head and you're selling solar and your manager or leader says knock 100 doors a day, you could go knock 200 doors a day, right? And you could speed up the entire journey and process. I totally agree with what you're saying, yeah. Uh, and I think any young person watching this has that youthful energy advantage, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm not at, at naturally, I'm not willing to do that at 45 like what I was willing to put in in my early 20s. Right. I have to force myself and remind myself that somebody's coming after me. And put myself in that state where I'm I'm scared of somebody else taking everything that's mine because they're gunning so freaking hard. And then I go into beast mode. But right. I have to trick myself to get there. It's not natural any longer. In the, my 20s, it was natural. Right. Like every day I woke up just ready to murder it. 
45, I'm like rolling out of bed. I'm like creaking my bones. I'm like, oh God, do I really want to do this? Um, and then you go, by the way, I've been on this tear lately. Um, I saw David Goggin speak at my friend Dan Fleischman and uh, a guy named The Muscle. Yep. They put on a huge event. And uh, we, you were I there. there. Yeah, I spoke I, there. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. We you saw spoke there. Yeah. I saw you. Backstage, dude. Um, you did great. That was a great way. event. That was a great event. But um, watching David Goggins talk. He said one thing, and it's funny when you go to an event, how you can do, have like one big takeaway. Yep. He said one thing, and I have been owning that one thing since then. And he was telling the story of how he gets up early before everybody else. And when he's running, he's the way he thinks about the world and, and things is as he runs by in the middle of the night when it's cold and he doesn't feel like running and he's totally pissed off mm -hmm. and he's alone and he all he wants to do is be back in the comfort of his own bed. He runs by like a car, parked in the front of a house. He runs by a house with all the lights off and he's thinking about that person all warm in their bed and he just runs by and thinks, I'm still in your fucking soul today. And every house he, he goes by, he collects souls. And it's this thought of I like, I'm it. just better than you. I'm meaner than you. I'm tougher than you. I could outperform you. I'm still in your soul today. And I was like, damn, that is such a vicious way to look at uh -huh. things. But God, I love it. Uh -huh. And every morning since then, minus, they told me, do not after your hair transplant surgery, work out for 30 days. And they said, by the way, they said no sex for 14 days. Wow. And no working out for 30 days. And you can't wear a hat for 30 days. And, That's a when, lot. and when they told me that, I looked, I looked at the doctor and the assistant who was this, you know, beautiful woman. And I said, no sex for 14 days. And they said, no sex for 14 days. And I said, well, what about blowjobs? <laughs> <laughs> and they looked at each other. They were so like, I don't think anybody's ever asked that. And I was so fast and witty with it. They were like, they kind of looked at each other and they started laughing. They go, blowjobs are approved. <laughs> I'm like, back in the game, baby. It's hilarious. Um, but they said, no working out for, for 30 days. I made it 12. And as I'm running, and maybe this will come back to bite me. So we'll replay this. Hopefully not. Two years from now, if I'm bald again, <laughs> Sperber, that was a dumb idea. But after, since then, I'm so fired up after hearing that, that I'm up at like 3.30, 4 in the morning, stealing souls. I can't stop thinking about it. And it drives it. the shit out of you oh, when you're running. And, and, it, and it drives me crazy for those 12 days I couldn't work out. My head was killing me. Yeah. And I still wanted to go steal some souls. Yeah. 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 I know. I love it. I love it. I, I love the idea that you're always thinking about someone trying to take everything that's yours. And a lot of people would say, oh, that's unhealthy and be happy with what you're at and be happy with, you know, this empire you've built, but they don't, they don't understand. It's like the same people that say money doesn't make you happy. I was writing about this today. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's insane. I think it's ridiculous. Um, money. I, I've had portions of my life without a lot of money. And I've had portions of my life, you know, with an ample amount of money. I choose to have an ample amount of money, but I'm not one of those people that think just because you're rich and wealthy, you're going to be happy because there are people that are worth hundreds of millions that take a ton of pills and kill themselves or blow their heads off. And we've, mm -hmm. we've seen that happen with Kate Spade and Robin Williams. I mean, we've seen it. Like yeah. that's a real thing. They self-destruct. But it is one of the spokes on the wheel is financial independence. Like when my wife's birthday shows up in February and I'm on Geary costs 10 grand a night, it feels good to be able to go there or go to Turks and Caicos and spend like money magnifies who you already are. And money's important. Like people that say money's not important. I'm like, what are you talking about? Especially in America, man. Like there are like 50 ingredients this country allows in food that in Europe is banned. Like you're going to feed, I saw a video on Instagram yesterday, how they made imitation crap. Oh, do I want oh to know this? Oh my God. Is it just chunks? Bit, it looks like they and... took concrete and it goes uh, through this whole process and it looks, you know, the red and the white, perfect crab for the sushi roll. Oh my dude, I wouldn't, you couldn't pay me to eat this shit. Oh, I'm out. I love, I love it too. It tastes good. Yeah. With, with the spicy oh, mayo. Yeah, yeah, shit. But you're it's ruining, like, dude, like you need, if you don't have money, you can't eat organic. You can't eat, you know, grass fed and grass fed. You're, you're poisoning yourself and, and, and even worse, you're poisoning your kids. Like there was this huge ban in Europe recently. We spent a lot of time overseas because it's a global business. Yeah. They like banned all of these kids' cereals because it's link. They're linking these ingredients. All the food to colorings. ADD, and everything. ADHD, all, all this, all this shit. Yeah. And in America, Frosted Flakes, Captain Crunch. I mean, I grew up they're, eating they're, this they're stuff. They're shoving it down our throats. Dude. Dude, how wild is that when you were a kid? You, you, your mom would take, you know, did you have ADD, ADHD or anything? They, they told my parents- 
your son can't concentrate. He looks out the window and all this stuff. My dad and my mom had enough sensibility. It was like, he's not interested in what you're talking about. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with our kid. And then I, I, I go back there and what I was doing, one of the higher faculties is imagination. I was staring out the window in Bexley, Ohio, imagining a better life. Mm. That's what I was doing. Yeah. I was tapping in to my creative faculty. Yeah. Well, I had a pretty severe AD, ADD. Yeah. Now ADHD. And um, my mom would give me sugar flakes or whatever. And literally, she would give me my cereal and bring over a bowl of sugar with a spoon. Oh so I can God. sprinkle sugar on top of the sugary cereal. And then she'd ship me off to school and wonder why I was an asshole all day and always getting in trouble. It was like, that's how, that's how they raised kids back I mean, then. It was just like- I remember drenching chocolate chip waffles, Eggo chocolate chip <laughs> waffles, and just drowning them in maple syrup, which is just pure. Sugar, yeah, yeah. And then you wonder why everybody is like uh, dying of diabetes nowadays, you know, It's insane, man. It, so money's important. It's one of those things that I feel like my health is on point. My kids get the best education. We live in the nicest houses. We travel to the best places. We have the best experiences. I get the best medical care. If I'm in trouble, I can have proper legal representation. Uh -huh. Like there's, there's nothing that I can't fix with the money. It's not gonna make you happier necessarily, but it's it's gonna make you a lot less stress, which does Peace equate of to mind. some. Yeah, it does equate to some Peace happiness. Of mind. Yeah, yeah. You know what I found is more like your habits, routines. Um, along with the money is the is the combo. You can make a lot of money, but have horrible habits, horrible routines. Right. And no amount of money is going to make well, you feel you see better. these wealthy people. Like I was in Dubai and there's very, very wealthy people. Real wealth. Over there. Yeah. But like, you know, and, I, and I'll look and it's like the husband, the wife and the kids and like the, the wife's got a $60,000 Birkin and the husband's head to toe and Hermes and all this stuff. But he's got this enormous, you know, gut. You know, he's, you know, he, you know, the guy, the man is very unhealthy. He gets tired walking up a flight of stairs. And sometimes I just wonder, it's like, you know, you're literally worth tens of millions, probably hundreds of millions. There's, there's lots of billionaires over there and in America. Right. And it's like, how do you not take care? Like you get sick today. Sickness doesn't care about your net worth or your car or the size of your home. Like it's attacking your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like you said, with the proper money, you can get the best medical attention, staff, doctors, nurses, go down to Mexico to these cancer treatment centers. Like you can, you can solve so many challenges if you have a surplus of this thing called money. Yeah, of course. I always struggle when people hit me with that. Money doesn't buy you happiness. I'm like, you broke fuck. Like you, you are the farthest away from the person I would ever take financial advice Correct. from. Like, if you're a multi-multi-billionaire, I'm gonna all of a sudden go, wait, what do you mean? Correct. Like, tell me more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you're when you're another broke dude, just like me trying to convince me that money doesn't, you know, it's like, well, dude, we're both broke, man. What are you <laughs> trying to give me financial advice for? Yeah, and this for? sucks. You're fat. Why are you giving me health advice? Like, this is crazy. You're, you just went, you know, you're single. You're giving me relationship advice. Right. Like, what the hell? But that's who we listen to. So many times we get we get stuck in these conversations where people are trying to steer your ship and you're just like, you walk away with it from it and you're just like, what the fuck? That was such a waste of time to have these conversations. This is why you got to really protect. You got to guard the gates of your eyes and your ears. Yes. You have yes. to. And protect that at all costs, which is why I don't watch the news. Do you watch news? Very little. Very little. I never Very do. Little. What do you do right in the morning when you first, I mean, look, I do think morning routines are important. You know, some people put a lot of emphasis into them. Some people are like, dude, I, I sleep until noon. I created yeah. this lifestyle. I get to do whatever I want. Right. I think teach his own. But yeah. what, 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 what do you kind of do? I wake up and pray. Um, for the longest time I woke up and I grabbed that thing right there. And then what I learned, one of the one of the best things, you know, Bob Proctor taught me was he said in the first 20 minutes upon waking up is when our subconscious mind is the most open. So it's the most easily influenced. So if you wake up and all you see is murder, rape, suicide bombing, killing, depression, obesity, all this negativity, how, how's your day going to probably end up, dude? Not very good. So I wake up and I pray. Um, you know, I was raised Jewish. Um, and now at 34 years, almost I'm to the point of just 
God. I respect every religion. I love everybody. I have friends from every, I got friends that are in church every Sunday. I got friends that are in the mosque. They pray five times a day in the mosques. You know, I'm friends with everybody. I love everybody equally. Um, but I believe in God and a creator. And I think it's important to get on your knees and remember like Alex is still small in terms of like the bigger picture. Oh my God. And, it, and I got my say, Yahweh shirt on today, baby. Yeah, man. It's like, so I, I wake up and I pray. I'm grateful. Um, I would be lying if I said I have a gratitude journal and I write down every single day. I do it maybe a couple of times a week in my office. I'll just sit there and start saying, I'm so happy and grateful now for different things in my life. I think it's important. Yeah. And I think there's some science behind, you know, if you're in a state of gratitude, you know, fear, doubt, worry, anxiety, jealousy is, is it's tougher to exist mm. when you're grateful. But one of my biggest things is I, I plan out my day the night before. Like I knew I needed to be here today, right now on Google Calendar. And these, these aren't things that you, oh, I need to go hire a $10,000 a month assistant. No, you don't. Google Calendar is free. Yeah. Just talk, talking to Siri. Just, hey, make an appointment or remind me this or. Just set, be disciplined. Yeah. You know? So like when I'm on tour and traveling, you know, I'll wake up and I'll try to do 30 minutes of some type of cardio. That's like my me time. I put on headphones. I listen to some music or a good podcast. And I'm just thinking about my life, thinking about my day, thinking about where I'm going. Um, and then I just execute on the day. Yeah. Pretty simple, but I mean, it's no like health, healthier though than a lot of people who wake up whenever they want to wake up and hit the snooze button forty five times and right out of the gates grab their phone, look at news, start responding to emails. Yep. They become reactive instead of proactive. Right. Yeah. Right. That was a big game changer for me. Is you know I do grab my phone, but it's it's just you know see who called or if right. an emergency happened in the middle of the night or anything. But I'm never checking news yeah. or social media or anything. And when so. we get to Miami, um, we're gonna put a cold plunge on the balcony. I, I have mine coming on Thursday. Because it, it it's it's real. Dude, how I know great is this? This science. is why, listen to this. This is why building a personal brand is so vitally important. You got a great brand, right? I've been working really hard on my brand for a long time. And maybe we end this podcast for, with talking about how to build a brand for yeah. a few minutes. But um, I got reached out by a local company. They said, hey, we're Desert Plunge. We're a brand new startup um, cold plunge company. We make our plunges out of these um, coolers and we modify these coolers and, you know, we, we turn them into these cold plunges and they're awesome because they're way more affordable than a mm. normal plunge. Like normal plunges are like five to $10,000. Right, right. Like we could do ours for like three grand, 3,500 and they work just as good and they're even bigger. And, you know, they, they, to me, I think they look good, but some people are like, oh, it's just a big ass cooler. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those grizzly coolers that they modify. I, I cannot wait. Um, I started cold plunging a little while ago. It's a game changer. Andy Frisella was calling me and he would be like, dude, you, you got to cold plunge, like from anxiety and just overall recovery mm. from working out all the time, you got a cold plunge. And, uh, I was like, fuck if Andy's telling me to do this, like yeah, he's, better one the, listen. he's one of the best, you know, and he rarely calls me. And so if he does, it's like, okay, what's up, dude? Like, let's talk. And, um, it was just really nice of him to really push me as hard as he did. And so I let him know, dude, I got reached out by this company. They offered to partner with me on a cold plunge. So they're dropping the cold plunge off over right. at my house on That's Thursday. Awesome. Yeah. Free cold plunge for me, but they're going to get a tremendous amount of promotion. Oh, for sure. Because the the health benefits of doing that is, is an absolute game changer. So anyways, um, when I run is when I do my gratitude and my nice. prayers and stuff. It's weird. I need that's, to be that's good though. I need to be in this processing mode where I can get into the zone where I'm thinking about. And I literally do this every day for how I, far do you run when you go run? You know, it depends on the day. So today I ran for about eight miles and I ran for about an hour and maybe Dude, that's 30, like 30 a, minutes. That's like a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's not a Yeah, and they told me not to. Eight miles. Yeah, I'm not supposed to, but I'm like, I, I do it. Remember, I listened to Goggins. You can't listen to Goggins right. and not go run eight miles. And, uh, you know, I think it's a sickness, to be honest with you. It's a way for me to curb my anxiety and get some of this energy out. It's a way for me to meditate and process where, whether I'm at the gym or I'm running, I'm thinking through process. You know what I did after I got done with all my, my prayers and gratitude and all that stuff? Um, I have a speaking event um, in oh, uh, a week, a week and a half in Dallas. I'm I'm role playing the whole speech. 
in my head as I'm running. Yep. This is, and I literally say every word as if there's a live studio audience in front of yep. me. And I, the opener, the the frame, the transition, the how I how how I anchor to certain things, where I stand on stage, the applauses that I'm getting. I'm visualizing the entire thing. It's it's kind of cool that I've gotten into this habit because I used to not do that. I used to just go out on stage and I would go right into my presentation, which is not the way you really should do it if you're a pro. Right. Um, and so like now I really internalize a lot of things. So that way, when I, by the time I get there, I serve at the deepest level. I make the most impact. I walk away from there. Everybody freaking loves me. They all want to do business with me. Like Incredible. I still, I still their souls and I serve so well. And that's because I'm, I'm doing these long runs and I'm processing the whole thing. I can already see the DMS coming in. I can already see them, them begging to, and wanting to do business with me. The celebration is happening before the event even yep. starts. This is huge. huge. This is this is what I do when I'm doing the incline treadmill. Like when I fought these different countries, um, we got an event in uh, Lima, Peru. It's like 3,000 people. Monterey, Mexico, 3,000. Like these are bigger events in these Latin American countries. I do the same thing. I literally see myself on the stage, getting the audience interaction, the way I'm presenting, the way we're closing the room, the way I'm giving the training. And these are, it's like, it's like a mental rehearsal. That's it. Like this, the title of my second book is the secret to knowing it's already done. And that's exactly uh, what yeah, you I just said, because we have the ability through our imagination, a higher faculty to see the future. Well, that's not possible. Yes, it is. Because everything in the studio started in the mind of somebody else. The microphones, the TVs, the phone, everything in this, everything here started in the mind of somebody else. So you going to Dallas and crushing it begins in your mind. You get emotionally involved with it. By the time you're on stage, you've already done it 400 times. That's right. That's the way it works. What was your first book called? Dorm Room to Millionaire. I like that. Yeah. Um, I want to write a a, a real book. I, I have a book. I can't believe, I was going to say. No, why? I have a book. I, ha I have a book. Um, it's like uh, How to Flip Houses okay. in Under 30 Days or Less. But we need like the Cody yeah, book. Yeah, 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 yeah. That book is like, it started off as an ebook and then it transitioned to a physical book. But I've given that book away over probably 100, 120,000 copies so far. Um, a lot of it digitally. But um, I, I've been sitting on a domain, um, selfmademillionaire.com. Oh, wow. I want to write a book this on a self-made millionaire. And cause I love the idea of self-made, hmm? you know, Oh yeah. Men and women. And I think it could become a great series someday. For sure. So I'm just waiting for the moment. Um, I got some big things cooking nice. uh, that I can't talk about yet that I think, you know, I will here in the next, you know, month or two that are really big, just, uh, pivotal moments and recalibrations in my life. Uh, things that I've been working really hard on. I can't wait to to share. Uh, but until I, I almost feel like I need a couple of those major things to happen. Yeah. So that way the book has like a money shot, yeah. right? Like you need that moment where it's just like, damn, yeah. I don't want to write a normal book. I, I, I want to write my version of like rich dad, poor dad, like where it's just so epic, where it, the impact is like, damn, last this, this centuries. Book, yeah. This book is, that, is this the is real it. Deal. This yeah. is it. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's kind of end strong, dude. How in the hell did you build such a strong personal brand? Is it just ground and pound in front of people? Um, I, I watch you on social. You always get insane engagement. People love your stuff. Um, I'm sure it's opened up a ton of doors and brought in a gazillion dollars worth of business. Yeah. What's, I mean, what's I, your strategy? I, I, I was doing selfie videos on Facebook in 2011, two likes, my mom and my sister, you know, and then every audience from the living rooms to the you know, grant stages with 30,000 people with the Marlins Stadium, you know, the baseball deal. It's like everywhere I go, it's like you're collecting souls, you're collecting audience, right? Mm -hmm. And people are like, okay, hey, he's telling the truth. He's, he's an engaging speaker. Like, let's see what's going on with this guy, right? So when you're building a brand, like well, the way I've done it, it's been completely... I don't know if the word's organic, but it's just, it, it's it's taken time organically over 10 plus years. Like, it's just a consistent thing. Like, anybody can go on Facebook and pull up videos of me in cars, no beard, and I'm I'm doing three-minute, five-minute, like, little motivational pep talks. How do you know what to talk going about? Going meeting to meeting, meeting to me meeting to meeting, just doing the deal. Are you just talking about whatever is inspiring you that moment? Like, what yeah, kind of that, content? Or 
a lot of it's the spiritual laws of success. Like I got, I'm a big, like tomorrow I'm speaking in Phoenix at this event and I'm probably going to break down like thoughts, feelings, actions into your results to change the result. You have to first change your thinking. You know, a lot of that's come out on this podcast because we both operate very, mm -hmm. very similarly, but people don't, people don't know this stuff. So if people are like, I don't know what to talk about. Worst case scenario, watch somebody else's video or pick up a book, read a couple of pages and then just talk about it or develop a core four. Like what are four things like, you know, you can speak on just as good as anybody else. Talk about those things. Yeah, and well. then I think the biggest thing is just being consistent in showing the work. It's funny. We stopped it being stupid, but when daily V launched, I had daily grind launch and we got up to maybe like 50 or 60 episodes and stopped, but it was literally just me and my uh, videographer. He would be with me and we would just be filming the day he would chop it up and we would throw it up on YouTube and Instagram. And a lot of it's just like what it looks like to be, to go be a self-made, you know, millionaire, right? Cause everyone gets on social media today and everyone thinks it's so easy and it's just this microwave mentality. Oh, I, I, I flipped homes all of 2023, man. And I made like 10, I made like 20 grand. It's bullshit. It's like, dude, you, you don't understand what it took to get to the place you're at in your career. Mm -hmm. People don't understand how many times I was told no and doors were slammed in my face or campus security was called because they're like, oh, they're scamming kids at the cafeteria at, you know, University of Illinois. True story, right? So building a brand, it's like document over create for sure. Be authentic, tell the truth, and don't be scared to be a little polarizing. Um, I like to share my thoughts and beliefs. I did it today. I did it today. Uh, as earlier, I asked just a simple question. You know, it was, I put out a video that where was people talking about um, being, it was like um, some young rappers. And they were, they made a rap song about F Joe Biden and vote Trump. And I said, is this really happening? You know, are, are more, uh, you know, Young people are more minorities, are more people going to mm -hmm. vote for Trump. I this would go around. I would okay, so. so it was, a, it was an easy question. Surprisingly confront, co co confrontational. And I wouldn't think it would be that confrontational. It's like just a question, right? Um, hundreds and hundreds of comments going back and forth of people debating this mm. thing, right? Now, it's not my normal content. My normal content is normal financial literacy and positive motivation, all that stuff. But every once in a while to mess with the algorithm, I'll throw something in there uh -huh. that I know is going to get a ton of engagement. And sure, sure enough, my engagement shot through the roof. Um, I do want to give one tip for anybody listening. If you're ever struggling for like what to kind of content to create besides the stuff that you're already an expert at that you should be talking about all the time anyway. It really is an 80-20 rule. It's like 80% of everything you have should be pretty consistent around the things that you're an expert at and your, your wheelhouse and your, the, your ideal customer avatar. You know, that's who you're really talking to for 80% of the time. 20% of the time, it's when you mix it up and throw in other things. Um, but find the people that are already dominating as a brand in your niche follow those people and then just scroll through their feed and see which ones of their posts mm. got the most engagement, the most activity and just put it over in a bucket, put it over in a bucket so you can come to it later and like create like a swipe file of ideas yeah. because you know that if out of 30 posts, these three popped, there's a reason it, it hit a nerve with the people. And so it's such an easy hack to just go, okay, I put those three, I saved them over in this little bucket. What about this? Can I say in my own words right. to make this my version of the same thought process? Yeah, great advice. Um, and that's a great way to start. Eventually, my favorite people are the most raw and authentic. They don't care if you follow or don't follow. They don't care if you agree or disagree. It's, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. And, they, and that's how you are. And that's it. Yeah. And that, and, but I, how many people do you know? It's like, you watch them and you kind of cringe. They got like a shtick. And you're like, God, you're a cheese, cheesy motherfucker. Like, you're actually good at what you do. Mm -hmm. But you got this like cheesy online persona that just kind of like, you're just kind of I think like, it's good Ugh. to be who you are. Like, whether we're one-on-one -on -one or a podcast, like, I, I, I pride myself in like, I'm always me. Like, I don't have like a, people say, oh, like, 
you have a stage version. Like maybe on stage, I get a little more animated and I, I, I yell a little bit more, but that's like normal if you're in front of thousands of people. Yeah. But I'm not changing who I am based on how many people are watching me. Like it's just, yeah. I, I, I think authentic. that's dumb. Yeah. Because at some point that will come out. Well, right? this, this is why the Andy Frisellas and the Alex Mortons and the Wes Watsons and, you know, a lot of the guests that have been on this show, they are, they have their own voices. That's why they're so successful is they're authentically and intentionally right. them. Uh, and it's great. It's great. Be yourself. Everybody's already taken. That's Simple right. Simple as that. All right. So how do people find you if they want to come hang out? Instagram, Alex Morton Mindset. YouTube, Alex Morton Mindset. Um, and be on the lookout for some, we, we were talking before the show. I appreciate all that, by the way. A lot of value. Yeah, we were talking, we were talking about how to get him, like, you know, he's so good at what he does. He was like, should I like coach people? Should I have like courses? Like, what should I do? I think you should do it. All. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to, at this point, I honestly, um, I met Eric Thomas in 2012 and he asked me, Hey man, what do you want to do one day? And I said, I was just sitting there thinking like, well, one day I would love to do what you're doing. Like speak. Like I like speaking, helping people. And I remember he said, cool, but you didn't grow up eating out of trash cans and you don't look like me. So you need to make at least like a million dollars. I'm like, okay. For people to listen. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So I made the million and then I, and then mentally I'm like, okay, I got to make 10 and I got to make 20. So now I'm at a point where it's like, I feel like I've done enough to where I feel confident I can be like, hey, it's 25 grand a year. We're going to talk twice a month and I'm going to fucking help you. Like, because I was a mess and I built this life and I'm going to show you how I did it. Now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay. Yeah, and it's got to be worth your time. You know, and, and dude, don't lower your prices. It's, if they're not willing to invest in themselves and cut the check, you're not going to want that person to work with you anyway. Right. They're going to be a huge pain in your ass. My favorite ones are the ones that cut the biggest checks because there's, they know, they know they're, they're, this is on me. You just need to guide me, teach me the process, plug me into the system, hold me accountable, but I'm willing to put in the work. Like that's exactly. how much I believe in myself. I'm willing to pay 50 K, 70 K, hundred K. Yeah. And I've done it and it's scary, but guess what? I always get an ROI because when I cut that kind of check, I know how hard it was to make that money. I'm in the game. Yep. You know, absolutely. And so don't lower your prices and, uh, um, yeah, just do it. Yeah. Do it. You should do it. it. You're, you're good it. at, you're we're really great it. at what you do. And I think a lot of people, it's your obligation to share what you have now locked in your head. Dude, you're only, you're not even 40 years old. Yeah. You're young. Yeah. Dude, you've accomplished more in such a young age that it's your obligation to turn around and help all these other people out. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I watched my mentor do it. Proctor at, at the end of his career. How'd you meet that guy? It was a million a year for him to coach you, you know? How, how did you meet him? At a water fountain in Charlotte, North Carolina. I spoke on a stage for the first time. I was earning 400 US dollars per month. He walks up to me. I didn't know who he was. You know, this, this old guy came up to me at the water fountain and he like stared into my soul and he said, you're going to do great things in this business. And I was like, okay, I didn't know who he was. I go into the room and then the next speaker was Bob and he got like a 10 minute standing ovation from people. And I'm like, wow. So this guy's like a pretty big deal. <laughs> He's obviously something. Yeah. And then we Pay just attention. built this, you know, friendship. And then it turned into this idea of this, like carrying on the legacy from like Andrew Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, think and grow rich, Earl Nightingale and Earl Nightingale hired young Bob Proctor to be VP of sales for his company. And then Bob worked with me for, I was one of his best students. So wow. now it's like, I feel like, emotionally drawn to keep pushing it forward. I love that. What a, what a great way to end guys. Go, go, go support Alex and follow him. And hopefully when he launches his stuff, uh, if it, if it serves you and aligns with what you're trying to accomplish, you know, you have the courage and a belief in yourself to cut the check and get him to mentor you. Cause I think that'd be a great story. Um, thanks for coming on the show. We're going to walk over to, I got 65, 70 students, over in the other room and we're going to there, we do this live deal-making workshop called clever labs where we work live deals for two days. It's an earning and learning workshop. I'm like, fuck, fuck education. No more watching courses. Let's get in hands yeah. dirty. Let's get into the real world out of the classroom and let's go make some money. Yeah. And so, uh, I'd love for you to pop over there and razzle dazzle them let's for go. a second with some, some of the, maybe the same thing you're going to do your speech on. Uh, those same success kind of traits and okay. tips, you know, Okay. we, we are giving them the tactical. Maybe you give them the, the motivation the and yeah. personal development stuff. 
Cool. Well, appreciate you, brother. Thank you for being on. Guys, if you got some value out of this, not only go support Alex, but make sure you share this episode with a friend and uh, would love some positive reviews from you guys. It really helps the algorithm push this out to more peeps. Until next time, we're out of here. Take care. I'm here. <laughs> when I had it. Peace. <laughs> Hey, Cody Sperber, the original Clever Investor, host of the Clever Investor Show podcast, and I'm shooting this ad right now to let you know that this podcast exists. It's finally out, and we have some amazing guests. So please, I'm begging you, can you just come and give our podcast a listen? I've been doing real estate for a really long time. I've accessed some of the coolest people in the world. We were having all these amazing conversations, and I'm like, what are we doing? Let's record this and actually put it out on a podcast. But the problem is, I have to let people know about it. That's where this ad comes in and this is where you come in. You're gonna be able to learn from successful entrepreneurs, get in-depth interviews from amazing leading experts. You're gonna learn real estate investing strategies and tactical training strategies that work in today's market. We're going over market analysis and different market predictions. You're gonna be able to engage in an awesome community. And we go into some pretty deep dives on the mindset of what it takes to win the game of money and in life, plus lots of bonus resources and exclusive content. So what you're gonna to wanna to do right now is click the link that you see on your screen and give the show a subscribe today. We have amazing guests like Ken McElroy and Robert Kiyosaki and Wes Watson and Pace Morby and Jamil Damji and Vina Jetty and a whole host of amazing men and women entrepreneurs that you're going to love to learn from and get to know. So what you want to do right now is click that link and give the show a subscribe today.